This is Gretchen Stevenson, and welcome to the Abide Podcast. Together we will explore how gospel truth offers hope, healing, and redemption for all who abide in Christ. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, friends. If you caught the announcement a few weeks ago regarding Season 2's launch, you heard a little bit about the variety of episodes that frame out this season. Well, today's episode is the last of those three unique styles that will shape the Abide Podcast. The first of the two styles you will hear is a story or a testimony from a special guest who will share how they have come to experience and know God's hope, healing, and redemption in their life. Super beautiful. Um, The second style is a meditation. And in these episodes, I will guide us through readings of scripture and exercises to help slow us down and refocus on being still and present with the Lord. Man, don't we need to slow down and to refocus? So those are special. I encourage you to look those up. But today's episode is the last of the three styles, and it comes by way of a devotion. I am super grateful for the unique ways the Lord has reshaped this season of the Abide podcast. Although I wasn't sure exactly how things were going to go, I am definitely enjoying the variety, and I sure hope that you are as well. So stories. Everyone loves a good story. I personally enjoy hearing stories about God's people and their faith journey and how they've come to know Jesus Christ. God's relentless pursuit of us as sinners never ceases to amaze me. The labyrinth of sin and the flesh that entangles us is impossible to escape. Yet by God's glorious grace, Christ enters into our web of chaos and calls us out of darkness and into his glorious light. Well, my story begins 44 years ago when Christ stepped into my entangled up life and extended his love and grace to me. Man, this new relationship was foreign and exciting. Yet having been lost in my own labyrinth of sin and now living outside of it, it was daunting and really disorienting. I didn't know what to do or what steps to take or even what path to follow. But yet, in my desire to grow in this newfound relationship with Jesus that I really didn't know anything about, I began to just read my Bible. And like many people who are new to reading the Bible for the first time, I began by jumping around, flipping the pages from front to back, looking and hoping to find solutions and answers to help solve the problems that I had and that we're having in life. So although this hopscotch approach was really more novice than I care to admit, it did, however, lead me to a life-changing invitation with Jesus. So in one random turn of a page, there in red letters was something I had never heard. And as I began to read the words of Jesus, I realized I was being both invited and instructed into something that was new. Some may call it coincidence, chance, or even luck. But my friend, I call it love. God was pursuing me through his word. 
My unscholarly approach was no obstacle for him, but a means by which he captured my attention and sprang open my heart to something real and beautiful. So listen as I read the words of Jesus from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 4 through 9. It says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Wow. As I read and reread those red letters of Jesus, then and continue over the years, I savor every one. I couldn't understand back then how I, a sinner, was being invited into an intimate relationship of oneness with Jesus. The language of I in him and him in me, it felt organic, unstructured, and it felt raw. It was really um, too much for me at times to, to comprehend. But as I began to study and learn how to abide with Jesus, my life began to change. I began to heal as I allowed my heart to be grafted into the sovereignty of the one true vine, trusting him to nourish, heal, and restore the splintered and broken limbs of my life. By taking a posture of humble dependence, I was able to face my own sin, shame, and darkness, where in the past, my fractured connection with the vine left me vulnerable and weak and unable to fight off the feelings of unworthiness that blocked the vine's free-flowing love and grace that wanted to heal and restore my hurting soul. One of a, a very old author that I've come to appreciate and admire has this quote. His name is Andrew Murray. It says, at the very root of all Christian life lies the thought that God is to do all, that our one work is to leave ourselves in his hands, in the confession of utter helplessness and dependence, in the assured confidence that he gives us all we need. Man, sit in this for a moment. So how do you respond when you hear that your one work is to leave yourself in the hands of God? In the confession of utter helplessness and dependence. That is some vulnerability, my friend. And also in the assured confidence that he, God, gives you all you need. So what about this truth startles you? And what about this call to living in oneness with Jesus gives you peace? For me, the following two passages um, also support and anchor 
me in my faith and give me confidence in God. The first one is Ephesians 2 verses 4 through 5. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved me, even when I was dead in my transgressions, made me alive with Christ. By grace I have been saved. The second one is comes from Philippians 1 verse 6, and it says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in me will bring it to completion on the day of Christ. Hear me, friend, if God loved me then in the pit of my transgressions and sin to save me and call me unto himself, I am confident that he will supply everything I need in order to live life bearing fruit to the glory of his name. My life is no longer mine, but his to live through me. Therefore, I am assured in confidence that he will not fail. So if you too profess faith in Christ as Savior and Lord, you are by way of the sacred vine blessed. Your life is now grafted in him and you are kept and called beloved. The lessons of life will flow and shape you as a branch as you seek to live in perfect conformity, absolute dependence, and undoubting confidence in the vine. Let me say that again. The lessons of life will flow and shape you as a branch as you seek to live in perfect conformity, absolute dependence, and undoubting confidence in the vine. The branch has no care. The vine provides everything it will ever need. It has one job, and that is to yield itself and receive from the vine. It is in this truth that we as believers in Christ find our rest and watch our faith flourish and bear fruit to the glory of God. Imagine if we awakened every day seeking to live undoubtedly confident in the sufficiency of the vine, believing we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. There's a poem that is in the front of Andrew Murray's book by Frida Hanbury that I want to read to you. "'Tis only a little branch, a thing so fragile and weak, but that little branch hath a message true to give could it only speak. I am only a little branch. I live by a life not mine, for the sap that flows through my tendering small is the lifeblood of the vine." No power indeed have I, the fruit of myself to bear, but since I'm part of the living vine, its fruitfulness I share. Dost thou ask how I abide, how this life I can maintain? I am bound to the vine by life's strong band, and I only need remain. Where first my life was given, in the spot where I am set, upborn and upheld as the days go by, by the stem which bears me yet. I fear the days to come, I dwell not upon the past, as moment by moment I draw a life which evermore shall last. I bask in the sun's bright beams, which with sweetness fills my fruit, yet I own not the clusters hanging there, for they all come from the root. A life which is not my own, but another's life in me, This is the message the branch would speak, a message to thee and me. O struggle not to abide, nor labor to bring forth fruit, 
but let Jesus unite thee to himself as the vine's branch to the root. So simple, so deep, so strong, that union with him shall be. His life shall forever replace thine own, and his love shall flow through thee. For his spirit's fruit is love, and love shall thy life become, and forevermore on his heart of love thy spirit shall have her home. It's beautiful imagery of our relationship as a branch grafted in to the sovereignty of the one true vine. So your life is a story. It's a story that tells of his love story for you. And so I pray as you heed these words of Jesus found in the gospel of John, I encourage you to reflect upon your story and in doing so, carry these questions into that space as you consider what Jesus is saying to you. Where are you as a branch, splintered and weak in your connection to the vine? That's the first question. Where are you as a branch, splintered and weak in your connection to the vine? The second question is, what is the vine desiring of you as a branch? And third, what is your response to Jesus's invitation of abiding in him? My friend, thank you for listening. And until next time, continue to seek and abide and to grow a life flourishing relationship in Jesus. Jesus.